0: A word to the wise, formality has left the building, giving you the answers to life's questions that even your best friends would be too shy to offer. This is Snyder on Call with Ann Snyder and Julie Snyder.
1: No relation.
0: No topic is off limits, and even when they don't have an answer, you'll get an answer. Now, here are Julie Snyder and Ann Snyder.
2: Well hello, I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And we're Snyder on Call. We're here for women. We're here to give you advice, whether you really want it or not. We're here to celebrate all the things that women do and all of our wisdom, which oftentimes is underappreciated and goes unnoticed and quite (laughs) frankly, (laughs) undervalued. We're here not only for women who have questions, but we're here for women who just need to exhale with us. And Ann and I have worked together for more than a decade, and uh, Anne, are we related? We're not related, although we do share the last name we both, as they say,
3: married in. (laughs) <laughs> um, and we are not our husbands are not related we are not sisters we are not a mother and daughter team and by no means are we a couple
2: not that there's anything wrong with it we do not judge we're here to laugh we're here to cry <laughs> we're here to maximize our credit card limit we want to hear from you and many times we share our secret dial-in number for our podcast friends so check us out on facebook follow us on Twitter, and quite frankly, if you can find that GoDaddy website, (laughs) SnyderOnCall.com, that we have purchased for three years, you can reach us that way, too. We'll be right back. We want to talk a little bit about how we survive the holidays. Welcome back. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. We're Snyder on Call, and we're just here to chat it up and really have a reality check, because so often women, let's be honest, we do a lot of sugarcoating, and uh, nothing says sugarcoating to me like the holiday season. <laughs> Quite frankly, we're right at the tail end of Christmas Hanukkah, and All the uh, big. But we're here, and uh, although I was not a diabetic at the beginning of the holiday season, (laughs) and it's safe to say that I have consumed so much sugar.
3: Well, I almost think you need to keep consuming the sugar at, like, a pretty steady pace so that you just don't (laughs) snap on somebody. Like, I, for one, for me... The holiday, um, air quote, merriment started about two weeks ago with like the Christmas pageant at my son's school. And cookie exchange. Well, and cookie exchange and wacky sweater party and bring your ornament and this and that and Yankee, whatever, cut it out. I think you need that sugar to keep you going because otherwise I, for one, I don't got
2: it in me. Well, and the reality is that the only thing better than sugar in the holidays is alcohol. Amen. (laughs) Preach. And I find around the holiday season, people bring out really great offerings. So you might drink that barefoot Pinot Grigio all summer long, but guess what? Something happens December 15th and it all comes what I call the high-end, high-call, what's it called, high-rail? Top shelf, shelf. where Mama hides the cookies and
3: the doers. The crown
2: royal. (laughs) I mean, I just find that the quality of the alcohol around the holidays is much better. Well, I mean,
3: and truly, it it helps us understand why folks drink for medicinal reasons, because the level of alcohol in the top shelf, is, um, is, is purely, I mean, hypnotic.
2: It's an anesthetic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it takes the edge off. Well, and we often hear, uh, especially here at Snyder on Call and we hear from callers who uh, perhaps have over imbibed or been, as we say in my family, overserved, served at, at office functions. Oh. And that is a whole. Whole hot mess wow. of what not to do to advance your career. Oh yes, I have been a victim <laughs> of being overserved, and it's almost one
3: of the real reasons why I drink very little at office parties now. Woo! I
2: can't, can't help myself. Can't go back. You <laughs> can't go back. And there's always one or two people that, on a Monday through Friday nine to five basis, are probably the most conservative people in the entire high rise mm-hmm. tower that you work in. Mm-hmm. And yet you get them to that office party, and something about the two words, open bar. All right. All of a sudden, it's a room full of Kitty Dukakis <laughs> wannabes,
3: and these prods are off the rails on a crazy train. Off
2: the rails. I mean. So I guess our advice, ladies, is be careful what you consume, who you consume it with. And quite frankly, Monday
3: morning comes quickly.
2: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) we also, Anne and I, drink, but only on a very social level. When we fill out those uh, questionnaires at the doctor's office and nurse kind of says you know do you have cancer do you have uh, asthma do you smoke do you smoke if do you, so how much do you use drugs and then when they get to that alcohol question it's a gray area i always say yes and they say well how frequently and i say well like seven days a week after <laughs> Is it five go, o'clock gonna be on my permanent record i mean it depends they like to know how much you drink they and sure they, get a, they get a little like up. to know what you drink. They do want to know what you drink. Are oh. you drinking beer? Are you drinking wine? Are you Rubbing drinking alcohol? <laughs> Hard liquor. <laughs> do you drink alone? Do I drink? Al- do you think about drinking during the day? All day. <laughs> Quite frankly, some days all day. Yes, yes, I do. Once you hit a certain number in your millennial milestone, uh, which I-, I would say is fifty, it-, it doesn't matter anymore. You know what? Go ahead and drink. Don't drink and drive, and don't drink and parent. But you can certainly drink. Yeah, <laughs> as needed. We'll be right back. Today's Snyder on Call, I think we're going to cover a lot of information for women.
3: I think we need to talk about the holidays and all the anxiety that that brings about for women who are so busy trying to keep all these balls in the air and trying to maintain some peace and calm. I think we need to talk about house guests and gift giving and all the gluttonous behavior that comes <laughs> with the holidays.
2: Well we do look forward to sharing some great calls today uh, as well as our own opinion because let's face it Ann, at the end of the day whenever there are two female minds together it really pretty much is all that you need to get through the world and get through the day. So We're glad that you're with us. We want you to listen in. We know you're busy out there. Uh, So let's, let's see what our first callers have to say right after this.
3: We like to solve problems, offer opinion, pretty much beat you back into submission. Do you have a crisis? Do you have an issue? Is there
2: something you need clarity on?
4: Is it something that I should be sharing over the air?
2: Well, it's just between friends, and that's really the beauty of Snyder on Call. Okay.
4: What do you do about somebody that doesn't send you a Christmas card, and you're very suspicious that there's something going on in the relationship, i.e., maybe a divorce going on? Ho, oh. ho, <laughs> Well,
3: first of all, in defense of people who don't send Christmas cards, out of time, out of money, thank you for your beautiful photo card that I get every year. But to your point, are you saying this person would normally send you the old family photo card with the newsletter and we're so awesome and look how great we are and boom, now you're not getting one?
4: Yes, beautiful pictures of her family, always, every year, First year without one, super suspicious, don't know how to handle it. Oh.
3: Well, lady, we don't send a card to get a card. Tell us a little bit more about the person. Is it a coworker? Is it a college chum? Is it a gal in the neighborhood?
4: This is a friend that I went to high school with, kept in touch through the years. Many Facebook likes to my photos, but all of a sudden everything's flat with her.
2: Mm. This is Julie, and I am suspecting what you're suspecting. And what I'm suspecting is that Santa's elves aren't all living at the North Pole together anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Santa has left the building.
2: <laughs> and uh, we all love social media, and God knows. I mean, in this day and age, I sometimes wonder why anybody should even send a Christmas card because all we do, all the livelong day, is post pictures of our kids. But the silence... And the lack of Photos has my suspicions up as well. Uh, Do you believe that her spouse or kids access her social media accounts or do you feel it's a secure line?
4: I think it's secure. Her children are younger than
2: high school age. Well, I would use something called the messenger or the message button on that Facebook page and I would send her a little note and say, Give me a call. I think something is up.
3: Now, do you think she would come? you like or do you think she doesn't want you nebbing in her business
4: i don't normally text her back and forth we do give messages back on facebook but i have two other friends local she's by the way not local that also went to high school with her and i've since seen and contacted both of them and both of them also did not receive the lovely christmas photo card and both have the same suspicion
2: let me ask this how long have they been married it's got to be at least 10 years Mm. And what does uh, her spouse do for a living?
4: He's a high level business person and runs the division in the Caribbean. Like, he's a high, yeah. high level division. Uh, I person. think we've
3: answered her <laughs> question. I mean,
2: <laughs> I mean, this is. I mean, it's the, I mean we don't <laughs> judge. We don't judge, Ann. But I feel that to maybe wait until the first of the year, <laughs> just, just let her know you're thinking of her. It's tough, you know. This Mrs. Snyder, I've been uh, down, the, down the aisle more than once, <laughs> and uh, I can tell you that when your marriage falls apart, it's like a death. It, it's worse than a death. Uh, it's probably one of the reasons why you haven't heard from her. But give it time. You're going to be friends forever, and she'll remember who stood by her through this difficult time. I'm
4: hopeful maybe that I'll get a New Year's card.
2: Well, uh, you never know. Uh, well, I don't think so. I
3: mean, it sounds like you need a hobby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, but thank you so much for calling. <laughs> okay. Julie and this is Ann and we have another caller I'm just wondering about writing thank you notes for this holiday
4: season do I write an actual thank you note or do I send a text or an email I mm. love
2: this call because the written note is a lost art form and I am here to tell you that an email a text a phone call uh, the Pony Express <laughs> bringing a <laughs> gratitude there is nothing as good as a written note and what do you think Well, I
3: also am a fan of the handwritten note. I believe it is a lost art. I love to get a beautiful piece of stationery or a lovely note card. Just letting me know you've received my gift or sentiment and you've appreciated it. And I I think in a world full of hustle and bustle and electronic messaging and texting to get a beautiful handwritten note is almost a, a cherry on top of the Sunday that was the gift
4: well okay I'm on
2: my way to get a box of stationery thank you so much I think I will start writing well and let me just uh, give you a few other pieces of advice I know whether you like it or not <laughs> yeah that's too easy this is an what
3: we call added value
2: uh, I never received my Patterson handwriting certificate because I never learned how to write cursive and yeah
3: a note from Julie or a card <laughs> from Julie looks like on those old murder mysteries when the body the corpse is laying in the cave and the the person tries to scroll in the dirt who done it <laughs> that's what that's what Julie's handwriting looks like it's chicken scratch and you're like what is she
2: Egyptian hieroglyph It is a
3: hieroglyphie.
2: What I'm so saying So we need the Rosetta Stone, huh? Pretty much. <laughs> don't be embarrassed if your penmanship isn't spectacular. What I've started doing in my later years is I print in really nice capital block letters. People think it's sort of artsy, but it's far I, I don't. <laughs> but it's far better <laughs> than trying to just scratch it out and make them translate but i do think uh, go get that beautiful box of kate spade notes get a forever stamp that isn't the one that they sell in the vending machine at the grocery store Yeah,
3: please don't send me a heartfelt sentiment and then put like the world war ii
2: fighter jet plane stamp on there (laughs) yeah Uh, that's that's lost it's tough we just want you to go with a nice postage stamp and send that note. Mean and, it. And mean it. What is the time frame from when you receive a gift to acknowledge ooh, the gift? That's ooh. A, ooh. I like to send a note
3: within a week. Wow. Within a week. After two weeks, it become that's too, too much. Too late.
2: Okay. So, so listeners, well. let's get out your pens. Let's go get that little box of note cards and an appropriate postage stamp.
4: I love it. Well, thank you so much. I can call back with another question because we could spend a good hour on handwriting. Should it be taught or shouldn't it
2: not be? Well, Then we're going into Teacher's Corner. That's a different show. I love it. I think we're hearing from a teacher. Well, thank you for calling Snyder on call and please stay tuned. We'll have more etiquette updates anytime. Bye-bye. Sounds great.
4: Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye.
2: Back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And uh, although we are in no relation, uh, we're sort of on a similar life journey, which of course makes life all the more rich. And uh, one of the things uh, that we share in common is the fact that we both have children. And in fact, we both have a son, uh, not from one another. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just leave nothing. Yeah. Th- yeah. I, but bottom line is that we're parents. Yes. and And uh, we're, we're a little older and wiser uh, in as the, a result. As a result. <laughs> and when your child kind of gets to that 8, 9, 10 age range, uh, a sleepover is a really big deal to a kid.
3: There's like an insane curiosity about what goes on at other people's houses, not only after dinner, but around bedtime and early morning. And how much greater
2: it is than the mediocre life you provide at your house. That's right. I mean, everybody else is serving bacon and chocolate chip cupcakes for breakfast. Pancakes. But one of the issues that is always a little gray for me, Anne, is not so much when does the sleepover start, but when does the sleepover end? I mean, how do you
3: clearly communicate that to your guests' parents upon invitation? I, too, struggle.
2: Well, the pickup time, to me, is something that can become the all-day play date.
3: (laughs) Rolling right into an early dinner, and we'll drop you off after church.
2: I mean, it goes crazy. I feel like 10 a.m. is a good time to pick up your child from a sleepover.
3: Right, because now I've served them dinner, maybe a snack. I've served them a delicious breakfast, but quite frankly, they're starting to grate on my nerves.
2: And I've got errands to run. So a 10 a.m. pickup, should really be the unwritten rule. Mm. But when there are multiple children and a sleepover becomes a slumber party, Mm -hmm. (laughs) meaning it's not just your kid and the friend down the street, it's a tribe. Oftentimes, the slumber party results in what I call the last child to be picked up. Mm. This is the kid that... That kid. (laughs) They can't reach their mom. They don't know their dad's cell phone. She's, quote, on her way. <laughs> Dad lives in another state or country right. Or, right? or it is unknown. Now,
3: how do you deal with the child, well, if you have the slumber party, more than one guest? Or let's, let's dial it back. You have one guest sleeping over. How do you bounce back when that child Nah, they're just not feeling it come 11 p.m. Like, they want to go home. Oh, the do they get an invite? Ba- do you make them stick it out? Do you call their mom or dad? Do they not get invited back? Do you try to talk them off a ledge? Do you put on a raincoat and take them
2: home? What, uh, what do you do? I don't do anything because by 11 o'clock, I'm gone. <laughs> I go I go to <laughs> night, bed at nine o'clock. Night, Wait, night. So. <laughs> it's going to be, what's it called, where the kids are all on the island? And they... That's Lord of the Flies. <laughs> Lord of the Flies.
3: <laughs> it's the Aunt lord of the flies
2: i mean and if kill it's, or be killed it's, if it's that late uh, sorry sorry for your trouble because oh, like i'm wow. not going to hear about it till morning wow yeah we've had the kids with the tummy aches and you know uh, just go home yeah you know just yeah. go home but i'm not here to judge i'm just here to say that the sleepover all are welcome please arrive promptly you'll get a pizza. And please go home. Right. If you've got a peanut allergy or you got a celiac doors disease. Doors open at 6, <laughs> doors close at 10. <laughs> uh, let me know all your dietary needs. Right. And uh, we do not show or share our rated movies at our house. And I would appreciate it if you do not pollute my kid's mind. Aww. Now, one other thing. Actually, we're going to come right back because I do want Anne to share uh, probably the most horrific thing that can happen at a sleepover. We'll be right back. <laughs> Snyder on call. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And and today we're talking a little bit about sleepovers, sleepover etiquette, but uh, we would be remiss. If we did not share what I think is probably the, one of the most excellent sleepover stories. In, in, <laughs> I'm glad you think so. It's Snyder on Call Lore. We are all cautious and careful with uh, allowing our children to sleep over someone's house. It, it is not uh, unusual in this day and age to be asked by the parent, um, do you have guns Hand arms. What are they called? Hand arms? firearms. Firearms. Yeah. Do you have firearms? And if you do... working
3: r- fire detector, <laughs> smoke detector, carbon CO2 monoxide detector. Sure.
2: Where are the keys to the car? Because pretty soon these kids are going to go joyriding. That's right. But one of the things uh, that you did not ask about was access to the internet in such a way that would pollute and ruin your <laughs> child's innocence. Innocence. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's. Let's take us through that. Sure.
3: Well, I mean, for all who are listening, I'll just put it out there, and I hope every single one of the parents of my child's friends are listening. I'm not a fan of the sleepover. I don't want to host your kid, and I don't want to send my kid to your house. Quite frankly, I think we're all too busy. I don't have the time. I'm just not into it.
2: Nor do you have the extra set of
3: linens. No. Nor the inflatable
2: mattress that always needs patched. No,
3: but one of my guilts, Julie, one of my big stressors is that my child is an only child, so there is no sibling interaction at my house, just playing with the dogs and having fun and Hanging out with me and dad. So when my son gets invited to a sleepover at a schoolmate's house, it's not my comfort zone to say yes, but I I allow it. So on a recent invitation when my son was invited to his friend's house for a sleepover, let me set it up for you. The parents of this school chum are divorced. And we don't judge. And we don't judge because there's, you know, there's a pot for every cover and this just didn't work out. But dad... Gets the kids on Wednesdays, every other weekend, and he's got a fun house. Like, when, when my son goes to play with uh, his schoolmate at his dad's house, it's like I'm dropping him off at Half scrotto because there's a pool, there's a hot tub, there's the girlfriend in the bikini. It's a Disney dad. It's Disney dad, and then, you know, if I take him over to mom's house for a play date, there's a healthy snack, and we're doing a craft. <laughs> so when my son got invited to sleep over at his friend's dad's house one summer night, I thought, sure, what the heck, I'll take a break, the kid will have a little fun. Upon pickup, which was promptly at 10 a.m. the thank following, you. following morning, thank you, you know, I pick up the kid, he's got all his parts and pieces, we thank, we're very, you know, appreciative of the invitation, and we'll see around the old playground. On the way home, my son, you know, starts telling me what a great time he had. So I say, you know, the usual peppering of questions. Well, what did you do? Did you watch a movie? Did you go in the pool? Like, what time did you go to bed? Come to find out that after Johnny's dad went to bed at like 1030, Johnny and his big brother and my son. Uh Uh-oh decided they would go on the internet and just watch funny videos on YouTube or what have you. Uh Uh-oh. And they just, my son decided to tell me, we watched the funniest, funniest video, Mom. (laughs) There were girls, and they were jumping around in bathing suits, and then guess what? Their tops fell off. Well, (laughs) guess what else fell? My jaw so he told me all about how they were, the girls in the video, not only did their tops fall off, but they were singing a real funny song about their boobies. I so I it. practically steer off the road. I, I don't show too much of a reaction to my child in the form of shock and awe. But when I get home, I, I allow Mr. Snyder to have some private time with me in the kitchen where I tell him that. <laughs> He going to call Johnny's dad. He going to call Johnny's dad right quick and let him know that porn is not
2: appreciated at the sleepover. So, lo and behold,
3: wait, jo- wait. yeah, how
2: did uh how did Mr. Snyder Jr. react?
3: Uh, he, he 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 wasn't even in the room when I'm telling his father about, you know,
2: oh.
3: the videos. So, my husband called Johnny's dad And let him know that, you know, not quite sure what's uh, permissible, but we don't allow unlimited internet access. And Johnny's dad was shocked and horrified oh, to learn, sure. yeah, that it was done on his work laptop. And whoo, boy, oh boy, <laughs> could he get in trouble? And uh, you know, his divorce isn't quite finalized yet. And uh, if his uh, his soon-to-be ex-wife got uh, wind of this, this could not uh, be good for him. So appreciate if we tick a lock.
2: And who's gonna hear this on Snyder? Uncle?
3: I mean, no, I mean, Nobody. what? What? But I would just say, you know, uh, firearms—not the least of your worries these days. Like
2: it's called the fire, the porno firewall. Yeah. Make sure your kids.
3: I mean, maybe ask the question Ugh. about screen time.
2: <laughs> That's a great story. Good Thanks group. for sharing. You it. betcha. We'll be right back with Parenting Corner. This is Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder, and I'm Ann Snyder. Back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And as we've always said, we're here for women. We're here to give advice. We're here to laugh. Quite frankly, sometimes we cry. And I think we have another caller. And I know that she's calling from, is it a Bluetooth device? Is it a wireless automotive cellular phone? Hands-free. Is it? Hello? Yes, I'm very safe. Well, wow. welcome to Snyder on Call. What can we do for you?
4: Well, I was wondering uh, do you have any advice for someone who is uh, in a good relationship with her husband, really in love with my husband, but we are very competitive with each other. Ooh. So to, to the point where we go, you know, we, we think it's really good for us to go and like exercise together, but then it becomes very competitive and it sort of annoys me. But I haven't admitted that to him yet because I think that we both try to one-up each other, but
2: I don't know. Do you both, uh, do you both still have your varsity letter jackets from high school on display? <laughs> no,
4: we do not have varsity letter jackets on display. However, we, do, we both have a, a very proud background you know, with our colleges. We relate to our colleges. They were different colleges. So we're competitive on a personal level when it comes to you know, the sports we're
3: doing together okay so you're saying like if you go to work out together and you're on side-by-side treadmills <laughs> if you're on an incline he's all of a sudden on an incline well, if, if you're yeah, at 50 miles an hour he's at 60 exactly
4: but it's even worse than that even worse is that we actually what we do together the most is yoga and we're actually
2: competitive at yoga how do you compete in yoga? It, who
3: is the most limber? Who's the most flexible? Whose dog is most downward?
2: How do you compete in yoga who, poses? Are you measuring?
3: Are you measuring the sweat droplets? <laughs> well,
2: this, this is where the problem is.
4: That in yoga, you can go, you can take a pose to one place, or then you can go to the next place that is harder. And then the next place, it's even harder. So he'll go to one place, and then I'll feel like I have to go to the other place. And really, then I get done with my yoga class, and I'm all stressed
2: out because I'm angry.
3: You're stressed out. You're angry. You're virtually
2: incapacitated. And quite frankly, you've hyperextended every joint in your body. I mean, if I could just
3: make a side note, just another reason not to do yoga. (laughs)
2: Now, I I am going to give you some advice, and you may not want to hear it. Cut it out. You have a good marriage, right? Right. And it's great to have a soulmate. It's great to have together time. But I'm going to tell you that the yoga studio is not a place for you and your beloved to be together ever. Well,
4: right. And I kind of know that. But then we go because he's all like, I want to go with you. And I don't I don't have the heart to say, I want to go by myself. So it's a problem. That's why I'm casting. That's why I called. Because I know that it's nice that we do these things together, but I don't have the heart to tell him I don't
3: want. Perhaps you invite him to go to yoga with you one day next week. And when you do the yoga and it gets to that competitive churn, maybe you just tap out. Maybe you let him Go to the mountain and, and just let him have all the glory. Because then, my friend, the thrill will be gone. Like, he's he's captured the flag. And then he won't even want to go to work out with you anymore because he's going to check you off the list because he knows he's a better downward dog than you are.
2: Amen, sister friend. Just let it go. What's that Disney Frozen. movie? Frozen. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Unless he wants to get froze out. Just let it go.
2: You know what? Hard. I... Letting it go It's hard. That's I'm... why that song is so popular.
3: We know you're the strongest. We know you're the best. Listen. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all smoke and mirrors.
2: You You have to pick your battles in marriage, and you have to say, is this the hill to die on? Now, there are other things where you definitely have the power, the control, and are clearly the superior being. So as a woman, because quite frankly, we are the superior being. We have to oftentimes let the man of the house feel like they're in charge. And you know what? I don't care. Let him outbend, outflex, outpose. And I agree with that. He'll get bored.
3: The real strength will be your tolerance and to allow that to happen. You will be the strongest because it will take every ounce of strength in your being to allow this to happen but it's what they call taking one for the team
2: and the marriage right. and we're we're glad that you're happily married we celebrate marriage we do believe there's a pot for every cover and a cover for every Just pot.
3: let's breathe together in with love and out with hate
2: Thank you for calling Snyder on Call. We want you to call back and let us know when you did the full surrender.
4: We'll do that. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you.
2: Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. We're here, uh, as always, just to offer our observations very non-judgmentally, just to to really open things up, take them out of the box, and quite frankly, shred them until they're <laughs> pulverized into nothingness. And, uh, and you and I, the other day, we I called each other, I think, and I was going to meet you at a place that sells coffee. Well, the thing is, when you meet for coffee in a chain type
3: establishment or even your local coffee house, you expect to be able to go in, go up to the counter, order your six dollar (laughs) drink, wait for it to be served, and then find a place to sit down and have your meeting or perhaps have dialogue with a friend if you're there by yourself, check your laptop. But what I've noticed is that more and more nowadays, Julie, people are using coffee houses as their office, their home office. They work from home, but they don't want to be at home. So they come out to the coffee house and we've called it the coffee the office. You're drinking obscene amounts of coffee all day long while you're at your
2: office. Well, what bothers me, Ann, about uh, the people that have really uh, become squatters, they're really at the coffee all day, is they're pretty brash about it. And first of all, if you're self-employed or a consultant or an independent sales representative, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're on the road. I get it. But the way that you act and react to other people who are there to actually buy a beverage within that hour. And be a customer of the establishment. <laughs> there's no room at the inn. Good luck because these purveyors of independent contracting pursuit or poets or playwrights, uh, nonfiction writers, (laughs) bloggers, you've taken up all of Starbucks. There is no room for me. Why do
3: you have to sit by yourself at the table for 12
2: At the largest table and spread out all your stuff. All your junk.
3: And then when I and my guest sit on the two big comfy chairs, which P.S. footnote are rarely available. But when we sit fireside in the two big easy chairs (laughs) to have a chat, you're shushing me. You're giving me the
2: stink eye like like I'm interrupting you. Uh, The coffee shop is not the library, number one. True enough. Number two, the coffee
3: shop is not your office. Know where it's really quiet, Julie, and no one will interrupt you. Where? At your house,
2: (laughs) at your home
3: office. Get a Keurig, make yourself a one-cup deal, and, like, sit down. I bet it's real quiet. Put on a little Nora Jones in the background if you're feeling it. What are you ruining my coffee for?
2: Well, it's a real dilemma, and you're alone during the day, you're alone at night, so you come out to the old coffee shop, but... We don't judge, Anne. We just observe. And one of our observations is if you're going to go to a coffee shop and use the free wireless, go to the smallest table or perhaps just sit in a chair alone against the... the And get drunk on the endless, bottomless cup of coffee. Oh, God. Well, we wish you all the best. And quite frankly... Just know your surroundings and, and be a little bit more gracious. Anne drinks hers double-double, and I'll take a black. Thank you.
0: I'm a caller from Bayville, Long Island. I was glad to see you're taking callers.
2: Yes, we are. I have a real
0: dilemma. My sister is visiting from Buffalo. She's such a loaf. She hasn't even gotten out of bed yet.
3: What? Oh, we could go on for hours about the house guest who is truly on holiday <laughs> and comes into your home and treats it as though it is their own personal bed and breakfast, sleeps till noon, doesn't lift a finger, is truly a guest.
0: Huh. So yeah, uh, But what would you do right now? I'm ready to, like, pound on her door, get her up.
3: So she's been asleep soundly since last night when she put her head on the pillow, or is this a nap?
0: No, she may probably drank a little bit too much.
3: Ooh. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Well,
2: I I think since you already identified your locale as being in the Long Island, or or the the island, if you will. Where are you? On Long Island? I'm
0: on Long Island. Wrong
2: island. Uh the wrong island, if you will. And I do know that alcohol is legally served at establishments in the state of New York until four AM and in a private residence <laughs> even, even later. <laughs> so I can only imagine uh Well let's let's back up the bus. Now your your house guest,
3: your beloved sister, she's been asleep now all day. Has she gotten up for nourishment and gone back to bed? Is this a nap or She's still sleeping from last night.
0: I did hear her get up to have some bread pudding with um, either whipped cream or ice cream. I'm not sure. Some kind Ooh. of.
3: Within the past two hours?
0: No, that was more like noon.
2: Oh, wow. Wow. Is, she, is her husband with her in that guest bed?
0: No.
3: Oh.
2: Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I would
3: say it is well within your hostess rights to give a light tap on the door, admit yourself, Jack, open those blinds and and get our little Sleeping Beauty up for for happy, hour. <laughs> for
2: happy hour.
0: That will be that will be the motivation.
2: And she's your sister, so unlike a an out of town visitor uh, that might have been a college classmate that you haven't seen in in years,
3: or your daughter's boyfriend,
2: this is someone you can open the door for and. Quite frankly, I mean, although this is a podcast and it's timeless and ageless, it is 3.18 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that is well, well past the time.
3: I mean, do you think you could crack the door and let the dog in? No, oh, that's
1: a <laughs> idea. But I
0: think, you know, you hit the nail on the head. I think the happy hour will definitely be the motivation. Oh, sure. Just the, the tinkling of ice cubes should do it
3: yeah i say i mean this is a slippery slope i think it depends on who the guest is it depends on if it's if they're sleeping single in a double bed or the other way around (laughs) i think you got to know your audience i think that a family pet is always the best ally in a situation like this but i mean it's it's almost supper time so (laughs) my lady best get up and
2: put a washcloth on her face and get ready
0: How's the other Snyder? Do you agree
2: with this? I agree completely. I think it's great advice. But I love that you call in any any I love getting calls from Long Island because you you chicks are wild down there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you do down there and how you broads even stay alive, but you do
0: at barely barely holding on with a thread
2: but. I, I love I love the Snyder on Call fan base down there. You know, we're going to do a listening party down there. Okay. At your house. At your house, <laughs> surprise. No problem, no problem.
3: And you can feel free to come in and wake us up if we if we've lingered too long at uh in, in Slumberland. Yeah,
2: because part of the listening party package <laughs> is that Snyder and Snyder get to sleep at your house. Oh yeah. Problem. Right. You're going to
3: be a hostess. You're gonna host us, <laughs> and we're gonna bring a hostess gift.
0: You yep, yeah. just have to decide who's gonna sleep on the top of the bunk bed. So- oh, oh, that's
2: joy. Oh, I mean, I don't know. What was that show with uh, that movie with Will Ferrell? Stepbrothers. <laughs> <laughs> that's Woo. what's gonna happen. <laughs> Gravity will pull us, <laughs> pull us together. Uh, well, it is so great to hear from you, and uh, please you call back, nice and year. you let us know, and Happy New Year, love. All right. Ciao, ciao. All right. <laughs> Bye. So I think our time is wrapping up. And first, we want to thank all of our callers today. And and we do love that today was more about the ladies than the gentlemen. And I guess that one of the reasons why we wanted to start Snyder on Call is because we've observed in our life women who try to do too much all at once for all the wrong reasons. And we see this. As often as with women who have careers outside of the home as those amazing women who have the privilege and the honor on either end of the financial spectrum (laughs) to be stay-at-home mothers full-time. And we just are very worried about women who literally are killing themselves, multitasking to death. Trying to maintain 3% body fat while birthing babies every 18 to 24 months while having everybody ready for the holiday card. Is and beautiful. doing yoga in a room that's 200 degrees. The Brickham yoga. <laughs> or the Burkham yoga. Whatever. We're not sure. Or the Birnstock yoga. Clearly not know. a subscriber. You know, and they've got the one kid with the iPhone making a movie. The other kid's eating organic oatmeal. The other kid is taking a Suzuki violin lesson. All the while like
3: Paulina from Krakow is cleaning their mansion and they're power walking
2: in like the $1,500 stroller. It is just too much. And what we want to say to women in this country is take a moment for yourself and exhale and let your kids go in that playroom in the basement that's full of all sorts of toys and games, put them down there and lock the bloody door. What's the worst that no can happen? No judgment. No judgment. Just throw them down there, exhale, get a cup of coffee. You can't do it all, and quite
3: frankly, quit trying to. Quit trying. It puts a lot of pressure on the working mother, I'll
2: tell you that. It sure does. So we just want women to remember that they are their own jewel, their own best friend. And you've got so much riding on who you are. You're amazing, you're wonderful, you're the center of the universe. And we salute you and we want you to always find your voice and exhale and relax and be solid and secure and quite frankly stop
3: sending in the homemade cupcakes with the ganache and the (laughs) buttercream frosting because when this working mother pulls up to the grocer and gets the pre-made cupcakes quite frankly you're making me look bad i want you to cut it out well there you
2: go so we love women we think women are amazing we think you're all amazing and we thank you for calling today And please stay tuned again for Snyder on Call. And I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. Remember, No no relation. And like us on Facebook. There you go. I'm
1: limited. Just look at me. I'm limited. And just look at you. You can do all I couldn't do. something we must learn, and we are led to those who help us most to grow, if we let them, and we help them in return, well, I don't know if I believe that's true, but I know Like a comet pulled from orbit As it passes a sun Like a stream that meets a boat Shut just to clear the air i ask forgiveness for the things i've done you blame me for but then i guess we know there's